0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and I am joined by my buddy Vubang. What's up, Vubang?
1: What's up, Patrick? Glad to be back.
0: I figured, you know, it is Thanksgiving when we give thanks. And so I figured like, you know, this season has been really entertaining, especially coming off of last season's mediocrity. And I was like, man, I got so much gratitude for this Golden State Warriors team and everything going on so far, being 15-2 and and all. And I wanted to talk to Vubang because I know he's always thankful for a lot of things. (laughs) This is the gratitude episode. What are you thankful for in terms of like this Warriors team?
1: I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot because my life is going great. Everything is going really well with my life. I don't want to make it seem like things are terrible or anything, but this is the most exciting thing in my life right now, and that's not a reflection of my life, but just a reflection of how good the Warriors are. <laughs> it is unexpected. It is going beyond belief. Everybody is basically saying this is just like a long no hitter that no one wants to just jinx. Everybody doesn't <laughs> want to say it, but this is real. I'll just say that it's been really fun so far. Just watching this team, it's a good. It's a combination of all of the old Warrior, like old as in like 2015 and on Warriors that have been so good. But then all those games in the last two years where you're just like, this team is not good, but just like really fun to watch. And it's both combined. So I'll start with that.
0: Give me your first thing.
1: All right. The first is pretty easy. It's Larry Riley. Can we not give it up enough for Larry <laughs> Riley for, for drafting Steph Curry? And on the other side of that is the Minnesota Timberwolves for doing us a favor twice, not only drafting Johnny Flynn, and uh, I was going to say Marco Rubio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Please don't.
1: (laughs) Basically picking two point guards, not Steph Curry. And then, what, 11 years later, trading draft rights to Kaminga later on and um, Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell. It's just amazing. I mean, twice. They did this twice. They basically built... Potentially two to three thirds of this starting lineup, in the in the near future, current and near future for us, the Minnesota Wolves.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's the start of this whole dynasty, right? Larry Riley, and uh, Don Nelson reneging on <laughs> on trading uh, Steph to the Suns. I mean, for all the stuff that Don Nelson did with Chris Weber, you know, all that drama, for all his shenanigans. I mean, I will always be thankful for him being so shameless to be like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) No, we're not going to do that train, (laughs) you know? And um, I know there were other moving parts with it, but that's how I like to remember uh, Don Nelson. My first thing that I'm thankful for kind of dovetails a little bit with yours. I will say Bob Myers. I will say I'm thankful for Bob Myers because he saw the writing was on the wall of Kevin Durant. I mean, he shed his tears and it didn't help, <laughs> you know, he didn't keep Kevin Durant from leaving, but he made those hard choices and he turned losing Kevin Durant for nothing into ultimately into Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. So he got D'Angelo Russell in the sign and trade. He gave up a pick and then he had to get rid of a Godala and a pick, a not very popular decision at the time. And he got Russell and then he flipped Russell for Wiggins and the Minnesota pick. And obviously that pick became Jonathan Kaminga. And then we got Andre Iguodala back in free agency. So it's all good. <laughs> the gang's all here, you know? And that is a hell of a trio of just having like these three small forwards, right? You have Iguodala, who's the old vet who can uh, play defensive minutes, critical minutes, lead on the floor, tell everybody what to do, the adult in the room. You have Andrew Wiggins, who's coming into his own right now, knock on wood so far. And then you have Kaminga, who's waiting in the wings, who can do all the things. So Bob Myers, I give you thanks.
1: My next one, I'm going to add, it's going to be three that I'm going to combine into one in reaction to what you said. Uh, The first is Kevin Durant for choosing the Brooklyn Nets. Essentially, he chose, like what we're hearing now is he chose the Knicks, with Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving's like, no, what about the Nets? Like we will take over the Nets. I'm from New Jersey, grew up with the Keith Van Horn era or whatever the hell he grew up with of the Nets. And because (laughs) of that, we got D'Angelo Russell. Bob Myers knew that the Minnesota Timberwolves wanted him. Like apparently they, like they flew him on a private jet and the Warriors made the offer when he was on the jet or some, some crazy story about him being on the jet with, Um, the ownership of the Timberwolves. So he had this in his back pocket, knowing that there will always be a trade market as long as Cap played for them. And so thank you, Kevin Durant. And also conversely, thank you, Kyrie Irving. Not only am I enjoying watching the Warriors do well, but I'm really enjoying the drama that is happening between the three most drama-filled basketball players in the current NBA. Uh, Watching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is like watching uh, two ex-girlfriends become best friends. (laughs) <laughs> Later on, it's pretty awesome. Uh, that, that's more reflection of me than them, but whatever. I think fine. Um, related to all this is you mentioned Andre Iguodala. I know it wasn't popular when he left, and we did have to trade a first round pick uh, with um, Iguodala, and we just got Andre, uh, Andre Iguodala back, right? And it's not just any Andre Iguodala; it is two years of heat culture Andre Iguodala. Like
0: mm-hmm. he didn't get
1: traded to to the Grizzlies to sit on a bench. And coach somebody um, off the bench. He got traded to zero body fat Heat Culture, and so he was essentially training and going deep into the playoffs two years in a row. So he wasn't just sitting on his ass. Like, thank you, Heat Culture, for bringing us this Andre Iguodala.
0: Plus, Iguodala is—he sees the writing on the wall. He knows he only has like a year or two left, and he seems very glad to be back. Right, like in this situation with. The rest of the championship core. Also, he's more than happy and willing to kind of give his insights, provide a little mentorship to the young guys. I mean, he always did that, right? He did that for Patrick McCaw, wherever the heck he is now, you know? I also want to say one more thing about Bob Myers is that I'm thankful that he has not traded any of our young dudes or assets so far. That also might be attributable to Joe Lacob, but. As you know, I don't want to trade for any whatever just to try to like stack the deck and give up our future. So I'm good. And I'm happy that he hasn't made any moves because, hey, you look around, you're 15 and two, and you're like, okay, you know, solid. But my next one is kind of obvious, I guess. I'm thankful for Clay Thompson. I'm thankful for this kind of grown up Clay Thompson. It seems like he's done a lot of, (laughs) he's had a lot of time to think and he's done a lot of reflection and the guy that left in the 2019 finals and the guy who's coming back, we don't know if he'll be the same guy on the court, but he, I like this version that is much more eloquent with the media. He clearly has been thinking on a lot of things, not just himself and his career in basketball, but also just things going on in the world and whatnot. And I remember a preseason presser with him and watching it. And I was like, oh man, this guy sounds like he's, he knows what he's talking about. Right. Like remember when he would just kind of like look down (laughs) and like talk to himself and barely say any words. I appreciate the dude he's become because he was super entertaining before and I think this older, more mature version is going to be just as entertaining in those same ways, but he's going to be more vocal no matter what. So I'm looking forward to, to that return, regardless of whether we get like a 90% version of Clay Thompson. Or a seventy percent version. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to not just him on the court, but also like off the court.
1: My next one is related to your original comment about Bob Myers, um, and it is being thankful for having not one but two G League teams in the Bay Area. Not only the Santa Cruz Warriors, which is clearly you know our best, our best sort of training ground for young players, and where um, Jordan Poole blossomed for those twelve games or so down in the G League or whatever number of games that was sort of the clear trajectory pusher that got him to where he is. But also the fact that G League Ignite is located in Walnut Creek. And if my memory serves me correctly, Bob Myers lives in Danville, which is eight miles from Walnut Creek. And so you can imagine how many times he got to see Kaminga play last year in Walnut Creek during closed games. Um, They don't play games in Walnut Creek anymore. It's sort of a traveling roadshow where they play all their games away. But they did play in Walnut Creek, and so the fact that we have two—I mean, I all—we have all a bunch of different basketball teams in the Bay Area that are better than the Sacramento Kings is pretty awesome,
0: I think that's great. One thing I loved about when Jonathan Kaminga got drafted in one of his interviews, he said, "He's yeah, he's just going back to the Bay Area, you know, it's close to Walnut Creek, you know." And I'm like, "Nice, <laughs> nice." My next one is probably even more obvious is I'm thankful that Steph Curry is still peak Steph, still in his prime. You know, I talked about this in a recent episode, how as great as the Warriors were with Kevin Durant, I felt like coming off that unanimous MVP, we never really got to see Steph just as the main guy. And I thought that was going to happen in the 2019-2020 season and obviously he broke his hand and we got to see it last year but the team around him was just not up to par and now this team is is there and so we're starting to see exactly what he can do. He may not be as quick to the basket but you know he's stronger, he's craftier, his shot is still obviously like the greatest of all time and we're seeing that his game will translate To his mid 30s and even late 30s when he's maybe playing a little bit more off ball. I don't take Steph for granted watching the games, but when I'm sitting here recording episodes, like, you know, like it's kind of like he's the baseline, right? Like, okay, let me focus on some of these other more uncertain variables on this Warriors team. Whereas, like, Steph is just Steph, right? So I wanted to give a shout out to Steph because I'll be really bummed when he's gone because he is the closest thing to just like pure like basketball magic, because what he does is so strange. And I don't know if anyone will have his combination of shooting and off ball movement and skill and awareness. And so I'm thankful for him and I'm thankful he's still playing the way he is. I'll be really, really like, I've thought about like post-Steph, you know, even though it might be a few years, several years, hopefully several years away it's going to be a bummer, you know, as good as I hope some of the younger guys are going to be, they won't be that.
1: It won't be the same. Yeah. Yeah. And i thought about this too, every time he just has a crazy Steph moment. And I I have trouble being in the present. And the Warriors have said this too about their title run is they probably won't enjoy this until afterwards. But every time I think about Steph being gone, I think about like how Laker fans are not necessarily Laker fans, but they're like Kobe fans, you know, Mm -hmm. like are we going to be like the Kobe equivalent? Are we going to be like, oh, Steph Curry, do or die. Like 10 years from now when there's like another guy coming in. I hope not. I don't think i will be, but it'll be hard to not compare to Steph Curry. I don't think I'll be the, you know, go out and spray paint a LeBron James uh, mural uh, Laker fan. Um, But, you know, definitely makes me appreciate Steph Curry more, knowing that there's people out there that are just like hardcore Kobe people who just can't be Laker fans first. Right. (laughs) My next one, God, I have a bunch that are kind of random, but I'll just, I would say, and this is something I I read, I listened to on the Bill Simmons podcast, but two years of losses basically have made the Warriors really angry (laughs) this year. They are really good and they are showing people and willing to show people. The prime example is Steph Curry staying a little bit too long in the fourth quarter against the Nets to get those final three-pointers to get to nine threes in one game and just pushing up the score when you really shouldn't be playing. There's going to be moments like that where you're just they're just like, why are they playing so hard against X, Y, and Z team? And it's just because you remember those moments in the dark years of the last two years where they were just get beat up by just random teams and they're just kind of – apparently they were just – the players were saying that to all the warrior players during the time. Like where, you know, where are your championship teams now? Or where's, where's this, where's that? And they just beat them while they're down. And so they definitely remember.
0: I wonder how Michael Mulder took those comments.
1: Yeah, Michael Mulder.
0: The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings' daily fantasy sports contests. Basketball, football, UFC, you name it. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the nhl must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: you're listening to the oakland warriors podcast do you know oakland warriors is a website too oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of warriors t-shirts that are comfy classy and cool Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code podcast at checkout for a 10% discount. The next thing I'm thankful for is Malice in the Palace. Um, what happened between LeBron and Isaiah Stewart reminded me <laughs> of Malice in the Palace. I think I, I really feel like the original 30 for 30 should have ended with this is how the We Believe Warriors started, which essentially started the the beginning of the Renaissance of the Warriors. Um, you know, we're talking S- Steven Jackson, Al Harrington basically starting off uh, the We Believe Warriors. So I can't say it enough. That was sort of reinvigorating and at the time, it was very weird because we we're like, I don't know how you thought about that, but it was sort of like, wait a second, what are we getting here? Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the heart of the Warriors was started there. Um, just sort of the, the the we believe attitude just leading to this level of entitlement now that even though you know we have all these championships, there's still this level of we believe um, that runs through the veins of at least all the fans and everybody that's involved.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy how much that we believe team resonates and how much they go back to it because, you know, it was just a team that w- it was a bunch of underdogs that won one series, you know, <laughs> and they were so legendary after that. And then the next season, what they became at the time, the winningest team in NBA history not to make the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, the, the best Warriors, the ones that are sort of the ones that we love the most are... Uh, a 73-win team that did not win the championship. Um, A We Believe team that only made it past the first round, past the Mavs, and did not beat uh, Darren Williams-led Utah Jazz. God. Two, two years of run TMC. I mean, those are the yeah. most beloved things in Warriors history, and they were actually losses, every single one of them.
0: And, I mean, you see other franchises these days who will celebrate, like, like the most – random trivial thing to, and it's like oh okay it's like when i was in college in chicago every year they celebrated the 1985 chicago bears you know and being a niners fan growing up i was like eh. <laughs> you you won one super bowl congratulations you know
1: and, but, and I, I do make fun of the two eastern conference banners that um the Cavs hang up in their arena And I love the fact that we don't hang stuff like that up. But then if you walk around the Chase Center, you're seeing a bunch of original art that shows Run-TMC. You're seeing a bunch of original art of the We Believe team. So we do celebrate it, but just not basketball-wise. We celebrate it culturally, which I think is very different.
0: Right, right. My next thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that the Los Angeles Lakers signed a bunch of old dudes this year. and. That may not be directly related to the Warriors, but it is most certainly indirectly related to the Warriors because the Lakers were the favorites. You know, after they traded for Russ, everybody kind of laughed, but then they got the 2010 Eastern All Stars or something (laughs) to join up. And people were like, oh, yeah, this team's going to be, uh, pretty good. Uh, they're, They're the favorites, but now they're mired in mediocrity. And don't get me wrong. I think they'll figure something out as time goes, but it's just a joy to watch them in contrast to the Warriors. Not just because I'm a Warriors fan, but as a basketball fan, I've said this many times before. I love homegrown talent. And yes, there's some free agents. And yes, there have been trades over the years, but there's no denying that the core of this team is homegrown. They made it through the draft. Steph, Clay, Draymond, even the young dudes. You know, uh, Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody. That's pretty good, and I can totally appreciate that. As opposed to, I mean, let's face it. Uh, like Lakers fans, they just love being the front runners. It's a town where people come from all over the place to be in the limelight, and that's mm-hmm. what their team usually is, right? So they're not so much. It's not so much homegrown, and this team right here is like the epitome of that. That they just got a bunch of dudes with big names and uh glitzy resumes. And so far it's not working, and it's created a whole bunch of very entertaining internet videos, you know, of Russell Westbrook bricking threes, of Russell Westbrook throwing errant passes, of Russell Westbrook making bad decisions, of Anthony Davis falling over, all this stuff. And yeah, And all fun, man. Like I, I'm very thankful for that because it makes what the Warriors have put together all the more sweeter.
1: I would also add to that and basically say the the Lakers are really work actually pretty close to having a decent team. You know, between the Lonzo Ball, Caruso, DeMar DeRozan show in in Chicago, the Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, KCP show uh, in in DC, and Buddy Healed uh, playing in for the Kings, but they end up with Avery Bradley, uh, someone who didn't make the Warriors roster. So I guess we're thankful. I guess I'm saying I'm thankful for LeBron GM as well. LeBron GM does it again. GM LeBron, thank you. Thank you very much. For <laughs> I think, I think I would say I enjoy a, a Lakers loss, like 80% as much a, as I do a Warriors win.
0: I would agree with that.
1: My, my next one is just the start of the season being a quote unquote week schedule, I know the jazz and the Suns also have a somewhat weak schedule lately, but the fact that I think in my head I just wanted us to be at 500 um, until Clay got back and the fact that we have the best record in the league with Clay coming back. I know there's gonna be some growing pains getting Wiseman and Clay back in, but if our bar was just if we I mean if to stack to stack all the easy games, when Clay is not in, and then just to stack the hard games when the team should be rolling. I mean, I'm not sure what would be more ideal. I should also note, though, this team is relatively old. You know, half the team is, and Clay's been out for two years. Andre Iguodala is 37 years old. Uh, Draymond, even though he has the, the Olympics uh, conditioning, um, and Steph, always Steph. I would also add my last point would be what I'm grateful for is. Uh, the NBA extending uh, not testing for marijuana use for one additional year after experimenting with it uh, <laughs> in the bubble. I think that's a huge deal. Um, I think the benefits of CBD, THC, what have you, um, is definitely better than the the addiction to painkillers that NBA, NFL players have been going through the last few decades. So um, can't say enough about that when it comes to healing and mindfulness and just being able to handle the stress and just sleep as well. Like being able to sleep, just thank you. Thank you, Rochelle Roberts and Adam Silver. Uh, let's make this permanently, especially for teams that are playing in states that legalize marijuana. Maybe that's a competitive advantage. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. They probably won't be, which sucks for places like Oklahoma, uh, <laughs> and other states that I'll never legalize. Um, but yeah, good luck.
0: Yeah, man, that's going to hurt. uh Free agency for the flyover states for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: a few surprising states that have legalized marijuana, but I'm pretty sure Oklahoma City does not.
0: What, like Colorado?
1: Colorado was yeah one of the first.
0: Do they count as a flyover?
1: <laughs> it does. That's it for me. I mean, I had Pool Island, but that's a pretty obvious one. Just being on Pool Island, just which is like a large, um, it's like the size of Australia and has 17 different amusement parks and all you can drink uh, – bars and uh, free land and multi-mansions. Like I don't know what else I can say about Pool Island, but it's basically like I bought Bitcoin when it was $6 and now I'm sitting <laughs> on $60,000 uh, of Bitcoin. Like I don't know how yeah. to explain how much Pool Island is valued at right now.
0: I will say that, yeah, <laughs> I'm super stoked about Pool Island it has more value than Manion. Nico Mannion Island, which I own like half of it, but I'm not going to give that up. I think it's uh, it might come back someday. If Nico Mannion was on this roster instead of Chris Chiosa, I would just be like, oh man, this is the greatest roster of all time. <laughs> well, I guess my last thing to be thankful for is uh, everybody who listens to this podcast and everybody who's been on it. I uh, rebooted this podcast just because I missed basketball during the pandemic and it's still going and the listenership is. Grown, and so I appreciate you all out there. Thank you for tuning in and being Warriors fans, and uh, listening to our stick.
1: And and on behalf of all listeners of this podcast, um, I would like to say we are all thankful for Patrick's voice, the ASMR soothing tones <laughs> of Patrick. When you've been reading off um, advertisements, I did not realize it was it was you. I thought it was the actual uh, advertisement um, announcer. <laughs> That's pretty amazing
0: that's my uh, that's my voiceover voice
1: yeah next time Pixar has a Filipino based um, <laughs> um, movie like I think you should definitely sign up um, <laughs> I'm there yeah they're gonna do Laku-lapu I think so a Pixar version of Lakulapu story that'd be great
0: Let me uh, try to increase my IMDB rating All right well thanks Boobang. hope you have a great Thanksgiving man. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors Podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps a ton. And, um, yeah, happy holidays. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.